0: I want to tonight just basically share um, some things from the Word that will help understand what the church here will be. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of churches. Thank God for all of them. Thank God everybody's got to do what God tells them to do. And we, we can't say to any other part of the body we don't have need of them, right? But, um, you know, what, what is the assignment on this ministry? What are we supposed to do? And so it's important that we we look at some things in the Scriptures. And in order to uh, talk about our assignment, as as my wife and I, and the ministry's assignment, uh, and what we're doing in the body of Christ, I can't share it all tonight because that would, you know, <laughs> take a long, long time, longer than we have tonight. But I do want to share one part of it, and uh, it's it's basically... Uh, some things that are foundational to everything we do, regardless if it's just specifically in the area we're going to be talking about tonight, or uh, it's, it springs off of that. So to begin tonight, I want to go over to First Corinthians chapter number four. 1 Corinthians chapter number four, and um, the Lord called us into ministry. We we met at uh, my wife and I at Raymond Bible Training Center, and we were there going to Bible school as single people, and We both uh, had a call to ministry separately, didn't know each other, ended up sitting beside each other in church history class, third quarter, or or, yeah, third quarter of the second year. And we, uh, you know, just, you know, been sitting beside each other, our class assignment seat was right beside each other, or maybe, yeah, I think you were right beside me. Anyway, but we just got to talking and saying, hi, where are you from? You know, all the standard cordialities. And... uh, We basically got to know one another and started started liking one another, and so uh, you know those things happen. So, but but anyway, we 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 basically found out that God had called both of us to the ministry, and uh, and uh, the assignment on our lives were both of course we were both sent to the same Bible school, and God doesn't you know God's not schizophrenic, he's not confused. If he sends you to a place, it's because they have a message there that God wants you to get yes. and he doesn't send he, he didn't send us there and doesn't send people to places to uh, uh, get something and then so they can later throw that away and go out and do something else and so this verse here in 1 Corinthians 4 1 it's uh, interesting that Paul mentions something about his own ministry and he mentions this over again a number of times but in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, he said, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ. He's in the ministry. He's in the five-fold ministry. And he said, Let him count of us as stewards of the mysteries of God. Stewards of the mysteries of God. So God had given him stewardship over a message. Yes. The word mysteries just means revelation that came from heaven. Yes. Uh, there's a lot, lot to that, but basically these, this mystery, the, the mystery of the gospel, uh, was committed to him, and he was made a steward over it. Yes. Now, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 9. I'll, I'll just share just a brief few verses here about this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 16 and 17 um, you know, Paul said this, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yet woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Now the word dispensation can throw you off. It, basically, if you look it up, to, to, to my surprise, I was surprised. But when I looked it up, it means stewardship. A stewardship of the gospel. He was stewarded with the message of the gospel. That was his assignment. You know what I'm talking about. So he was as a steward, a steward, the Bible says that it's required of stewards that they be found faithful. Now, faithfulness doesn't just mean you give, give your all. That's part of it. But faithfulness means you, you uh, stay with the message that God gave yes. you to preach. Yes. On, yes. As a minister, Paul's, Paul's got a message and he's assigned to that message. And he said, yes. that message is my stewardship. Yes. That's what yes. I am responsible yes. to, to God yes. to preach. Right. Now, a steward, if you look it up, it means someone who's entrusted with something that was given to them from another. And stewardship is not doing it the way you want it done. It's doing it to the way and saying what He says say and doing it the way He says do it. Get the message out the way He says get it out. You know, sometimes people, they they don't understand faithfulness. Faithfulness, it it, it really has to do with uh, accuracy. A faithful man's accurate. In other words, he's accurate with what the one who assigned him to do something, he's accurate with that assignment. Yes. Yes. Amen. Um, if somebody asks you to mow their grass and they say, now I want it done this way, I want you to stripe it this way, I want you to you know, do the edges this way and so forth, I don't, I don't want you blowing the grass up into the, the uh, <laughs> you know, flower beds and stuff, I want, and they tell you exactly how they do it, but you, you have a better idea. And you go out and you say, well, I know that's the way they said do it. But, you know, I just have a better idea. Right. I just know how to do this. I've been doing this for years. I'm going to do it the way I think it ought to be done. That's called unfaithfulness. Yes. That's, good. that's called being a bad steward of what the one that you are doing the job for uh, is asking you to do. It and the way he's asking you to do it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at your house, you can cut the grass the way you want, but, but at their house, you do it the way they want, right? And so that's the way it is with God. He assigns ministers stewardship over a message, and that's their assignment in the body of Christ. That doesn't mean, now, the Bible's a big book. There's a lot in the Bible, and God gives different ones different emphasis, and we need everybody. We thank God for everybody. Uh, We want everybody to do what they're supposed to be doing. Because if if they don't do it, we got to do it. And if we don't do our part, then there's going to be something left undone that needs done in the body of Christ. And so the message that God gives each to preach, they are responsible before the one who entrusted them with that message to make sure that is carried out. They'll stand before the Lord and give an account for the message God gave them. That's what Paul's saying in these scriptures. He said he's a steward uh, of the gospel. He said he's there in uh, 1 Corinthians 4. He's talking about being a steward of the mysteries, of the mystery of of God. And you can see him making statements like that. For example, back there in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 17, the Young's Literal Translation says, "...with a stewardship I have been entrusted." Amplified says, "I'm entrusted with a sacred trustee, a trusteeship, and commission." And so um, uh, he's, uh, he's been giving a divine trust. Yes. It's a sacred trust," one translation says. It's something that is, is holy before God. It's something that God has separated a person apart unto. Amen. Amen. Am I making any sense? Yes, well, when God called my wife and I into the ministry, uh, he, he sent us to a place where God had given a man a sacred trust with a message. We were called. Now there's, there's other good Bible schools in the world. We thank God for them. But we were called and assigned to go to Rama Bible Training Center. We both went there in 85, graduated in 87. And uh, we were given a a, uh, connection with that ministry. God divinely, how many of you know every, uh, the Bible says He sits us in the body as it pleased Him. Uh, That doesn't, by us being signed there, that doesn't mean there's not other good parts of the body of Christ, doing what God told them to do. We're just talking about what God told us to do. I'm not going to stand before the Lord and give an account for others what God told them to do. I'm going to stand before the Lord, what did He entrust to us? So we were sent to Bible school there, and we were sent there to get a message. Amen. We were, tr- we were giving uh, a message that we were, given part- we were giving a part of the stewardship of taking the message that God had given that man yes. to get into the body of Christ. Yes. And that was the message, first of all, there was a second part to it later, but first of all, go teach my people faith. Yeah. Go teach my people faith. Yes. And oh, how that has changed my life. I cannot tell you how that has changed my life. And uh, so we are grateful for our spiritual heritage. And we're not throwing that under the bus. We're not saying, well, that's over because he went to heaven. It was a divine commission from heaven. It was not of a man. Uh, Brother Hagen did not come up with Mark eleven twenty three. Right? That was in the Bible long before He He found it. He was just a sign and, and people preached it before His generation. But He was just assigned to that message in His generation. And the Lord has spoken to us in specific ways about that message. He sent us there to get that message, but He confirmed our assignment to us. By tell, telling us certain things, like one, th- one thing he said at Brother Hagin's Memorial Service. Sitting there at Brother Hagin's Memorial Service. I'll never forget it. Uh, the families, you know, giving their tributes. A lot of different things happening. A lot of long service. Good service. Didn't, I, it was all, I'm so thankful for every part of it. It was long. <laughs> and uh, but, uh, So we were just there enjoying all that. And I'm sitting there, and I zoned out, just sort of, you know, the Lord just, the anointing came on me uh, a bit there. And, he, and the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, keep on preaching faith. Because I had been preaching faith. I'd picked that up, that, yes, that, that assignment God had given him. Keep on preaching faith. And then he said to me, because I, I kind of was startled by that, because, well, of course I will. I'll, I'll never change. This changed my life. Yes, sir. And, but he said to me, the day will come in the body of Christ where the message of faith will be. He said the message of faith will almost be like a new message in the body of Christ. He said even amongst those that call themselves word of faith. So he said, keep on preaching faith. Yes. And that has been confirmed a number of times, a number of different ways. Yes. That was whenever Brother Hagin went to heaven, when Dr. Dufresne, another minister that God connected us with, and after, right around the time Dad Hagin was going to heaven, he connected us with Dr. Dufresne, and he became a spiritual father to us, and, and uh, so forth. We're so thankful, and Pastor Nancy. I didn't know Pastor Nancy at the time, but then she came into our life. God, God gave us her as our pastor. And, but, but when Dr. Dufresne went to heaven, I was seeking God, not really thinking about what he had said to me when, doctor, when Brother Hagin went to heaven, but I was seeking God, and I said, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do? I said, you know, I know I'm not going to have to change anything, but I just want to know what, you, what you're saying to me, and this is a moment, monumental time in our lives. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, I want you to lead out in the body of Christ in the spirit of faith. Yeah. Notice he keeps referring us back to that message. Well, because that's our stewardship. That's our lane. That's our supply to the, to the body of Christ. That's, that's our, you know, thank God for what other people, other people preach on end time prophecy. <laughs> other people preach on uh, grace. Other people preach on different things. Our message is the message of faith. And we preach on all the other things too. But it's just not something we say every service all the time. We need to know it all. We need to be familiar with the whole counsel of God's Word. But, um, but He has given this, given this to us as a stewardship, this message. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, that's our divine commission, you might say. That's our message. Paul was sent with a message. Uh, God gives ministers messages. I know of ministers that their assignment is the message of in Christ. And oh, I so thank God that they're on that assignment because the body of Christ needs to know who they are in Christ. Amen. Amen. We had a minister in our church recently, Brother Terry Mize. His assignment, he preaches on a lot of other things, but his assignment is the authority of the believer. <laughs> well, really, that's the message of faith is really what it is. But, uh, but uh, there's, there's this such variety and such, and I thank God for all these supplies. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. And really, all these things kind of all go together. Once you get your mind renewed and look at the Word of God, they're all, they all flow together. Like in Christ. You know, that's just, that's the, you know, Paul said, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. And if you read his, his uh, writings, he said, basically, if you were to boil down what Paul preached... He, he boiled it down. If you boil down, every time you say, this is what I preach, this is what I preach, this is what I preach. He, he, he preaches Christ crucified. We all understand the, the big overall message, but it's Jesus. But, but right on the other hand, Paul said, what I preach is the gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he mentioned the gospel over and over and over again. Um, the gospel is, is, you remember Isaiah 53, 1, it says, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? (laughs) Oh, how much time you got tonight? The gospel is the report of what God did for you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And all that is in that. That's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the gospel... The, 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 the message of the gospel is, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and all that's in that. But if you read Paul's writings closely, his gospel reported more than just the remission of sins. He got heaven's report. He got the printout and it had a whole lot more in it than just the remission of sins. Remember the Bible said he was caught up to the third heaven. And he got revelations, he said, which was not possible for a man to utter without utterance of the Spirit he's yeah. talking about. And he, he got these things, he got this message, and he's out there preaching it, and uh, it's all, if you read his writings, it's the in Christ revelation. Yes. Yes. It was that what God was doing for Jesus yes. was not only for Jesus. Right. What he was doing for Jesus, and in Jesus, he, he was doing for every man. Yes. He was he was putting our sin on Jesus in order to take our sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And uh, he was uh, he he Jesus died under that sin and we were we we were crucified with him. Paul said whenever he was crucified, he said, I was crucified with Christ. Paul said, I was there. Most people see Jesus on the cross. Paul said, I was there. Well, I didn't see you, Paul. Where were you? Yep. See what Jesus was doing for God, for what God was doing for Jesus, He was doing for Paul, right. and us. That's right. Amen. We were there. We were crucified. See, it is the gospel. The in Christ revelation is the. Uh, it, it's it, the in Christ revelation is really, it is a union with Christ. Everything God was doing in Jesus, whether it's His death, His burial, His resurrection, we were in that. We were in that. That's why it says we were raised up together and made to sit together with Him in heavenly places. We're in it. Amen. We're in it. That's that's the gospel that Paul preached. It wasn't just what God was doing for Jesus. He wasn't just giving Jesus victory over the devil. When He raised Him, you know, the power of God hit hell and raised Jesus from the dead. He was giving all of us victory over hell. Because we were raised up together and made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. Far above. 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 You read that all in Ephesians 1. That's why he He said pray. That's in a prayer, Ephesians 1, 16, 17, on down through 21 and so forth, is a prayer that Paul prayed the eyes of men's understanding would be enlightened. They would see those things about who they are in Christ, really. That they were in Him. That they were in union with Him. And it was God doing for man what He was doing in Christ. Hallelujah. So when you see a picture, really, uh, have you ever had a... Somebody ever taken a picture of you in a group? Maybe, maybe uh, your family picture or some other group, right? It's a group photo, it's not just a photo of one person, it's a group photo of everybody. And that's what the epistles are, the epistles are a group photograph. They are, they are not just Jesus having all this happen to Him, it's all, we're all in there, that's the picture, we're all in there. You read it very closely, it's, it's Christ and us. In fact, you read Ephesians 1 where it talks about that you would know the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead and so forth and so on. And then, and then he says, and you. Amen. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 1 starts out with, and you yes. hath he quickened. Yes. So the, the epistles are a revelation. You could say it this way. The epistles, the in Christ revelation that God gave to Paul is an and you gospel. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> It wasn't just what God was doing for him. It's what God was doing for all of us. Hallelujah. I didn't t- intend to get on all that, but that's all good anyhow. But you see, uh, that, that was the first part of the, what Paul preached. You read his writings very carefully. He preached the gospel. He preached who we are in Christ and what God did for man in Christ. I mean, in almost, every, almost every verse has that in. Paul's writings are just rich. But then he said, there's something else I preach. Yeah. He said it in Romans chapter number 10, verse number 8. Yeah. He said, the word of faith which we preach. Yes. Yes. The word of faith which we preach. <clears throat> the gospel is the message, or let's put it this way. Remember, we gave you that verse, Who, whose report will you believe? Remember that? The gospel is heaven's report of all that God did for you in Christ. Amen. Amen. It's heaven's report of what God wrought. We we read there in Ephesians where he quoted Ephesians 1. talks about uh, the things God wanted. Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus that this is what he wanted them to get. The hope of His calling. The riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of His power. That, look at this, that He wrought in Christ, in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Yeah. And then He said, and you. And you that's right. Chapter 2, verse 1, and you. Yeah. He wants us to know the power that wrought these things or that he, you, that he put to work in Christ. God was working something out whenever He was doing all this in Christ. When He was raising Him from the dead, He was working, some, he was working on something. He, does what, he wasn't just giving Jesus power, victory over the devil. He had that before he came from heaven. He didn't need that. In fact, he walked on earth with complete dominion over the devil. He didn't need that, but we did. If you, to, if you want to study Paul's writings, there's two truths you have to understand or two spiritual laws. Number one, identification. Number two, substitution. Identification means we get the word identical from it. It means the same as. So we had the same experience as Jesus. We have the same blessing as Jesus. We have the same resurrection as Jesus. We have the same uh, spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says. We have the same blessing. We got the same victory over the powers of darkness. That's our identification with Christ. Our union with Him. It's all the in Christ revelation. It's in Him, in whom, in Christ through whom, through Him, all these, you ought to underline all those things in the gospels, I mean in the epistles, and you'll find the in Christ revelation. That's the gospel. That's the report. Whose report will you believe? Uh, That report reveals all that God was working out whenever He did all those things for Christ. He wasn't just doing it for Christ. What God was doing for Christ, He was doing for every man. Now, that all happened by the grace of God. <laughs> we hadn't even believed it yet. We weren't even born yet. Amen. That all just happened without our, any of our participation. You know, we hadn't even hit the planet yet. We weren't even a twinkle in our mom and dad's but, um, but But still, God was working that out by His grace even before we showed up. Now, um, that message has to be preached. And it has to be preached as a group photo. You know what I mean by that? It has to not just be preached like all that happened for Jesus. Isn't that wonderful what Jesus got? Isn't that wonderful that Jesus whooped the devil? Isn't that wonderful that He walked in authority? Well, and you. And you. Hallelujah. And so uh, Paul said he preached that. He gave his life to that message. He published it. That was heaven's report. But he said also, I preach this message of faith. Now, um, that message of faith is man's part. Uh, the the message of in Christ is the message of grace, what God did for us by His grace. The message of faith is the the man's response to that. What what does man have to do to enter into the experience of that? Because the fact that it, the fact that grace provided it or that grace did all that will not affect any man's life until he mixes his faith with it. If, if grace, people say, it's just all God. It's just all God. Uh, uh, and, and we don't have anything to do with it. Well, not all true. Right. Right. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He who believes not shall be damned. Yeah. So God did all that for every man. He did it for the yeah. worst wretch, the worst drunk uh, yeah. on the streets yeah. of Lee Summit tonight. Yeah. He, did that for, he, he did what he did for every man, yeah. but it, without mixing his faith with it. He won't experience any of it. So there's a Godward side and a manward side to everything. Now, we need to know and be informed and have knowledge of what God did for us in Christ. But Philemon 1.6 says that our faith becomes, if the King James doesn't bring it out real clear, but the the, Hebrew, the Greek words, I'm, I'm defining them without going to and show you, showing you all of it. But basically in the Greek it says the faith we share in common becomes active by the acknowledging of every good thing in us in Christ. The word acknowledgement is a reference to confession. Uh, And so by the confession of these things, by mixing our faith with these things, these things begin to come to pass. Praise the Lord. And so that is... That is, uh, you know, we preach the in Christ revelation. Somebody said, Are you of the grace camp or are you of the faith camp? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Without grace, there's nothing for faith to receive. That's right. That's right. People said, that we're, Everything's by faith. Well, it's by grace yes. through faith. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace, by grace. Are you say if God hadn't done what he did in Christ, doesn't matter how much faith you have, it's going to do nothing for you. So without what grace did, there's nothing for faith to receive. But without mixing faith with that grace, nothing will that God did will be applied to your life. So we're 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 to preach both sides. What God did and what man is responsible for. And both of those things are hugely important. Because um, what God did for all mankind is what grace does. What grace did. That's, that, that, people say, it's all God. Well, what He did was all Him. But there's a response that He said, we have to, we have to bring to the table, so to speak. And so, uh, what kind of church will it be in Lee's Summit? It'll be a faith and grace, grace and faith church. (laughs) We'll preach and teach who we are in Christ. And listen, that, that has to dawn on us until it forms our inner identity. Oh, my, 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 my. And God wants that so preached that that's the way we see ourselves. We, the Bible says, know no man after the flesh. You ever read that? Know no man after the flesh. That includes yourself. That tells you that a man can be known different ways. He can be known. He said, don't know him after the well, well, Is there another way to know him then? Can a man be known other than in the flesh? Because he said, don't know any man. Well, he's not saying don't know any man at all. He said, don't know him that way. You can know people different ways. You know, down at the grocery store line, let's say you go to the same grocery store line every week or whatever. And they get to know you, maybe a little bit about where you live or whatever. They might know you in some ways. but. It, they might walk into church, like let's take me, for example, or somebody up here on the worship team. They, they might know that person, you know, they drive this kind of car, they're this old, they have this many children, whatever. And they know you in that way. But they could walk into the church you go to every Sunday morning, and you're either the pastor or you're on the worship team or something, and they see you get up and flow in the anointing, and they go, whoa, I didn't know them that way. Because at the grocery store, they just know you after the flesh. But there's a whole other side to you, (laughs) right? Yes, there is. And people can be known different ways. And you can know yourself different ways. You can know yourself according to your own thinking about yourself. You can know yourself according to all your past, according to your history, according to your family tree, you can, (laughs) whatever that is, you can know yourself according to, uh, you know, your nationality, your color your skin, or something like that, and that's just all fleshly things. The Bible says we're to know one another after the Spirit, who we are in the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, you gotta, you gotta get to know the real you. (laughs) And so, uh... Know the right you. Know, pay attention to the right you. Not the you that can't pay your bills. Not the you that seems to be depressed. But the you that's raised with Jesus far above. Begin to identify yourself as the Word of God identifies you. This, the, the, well, I'm holding up my iPad. Of course, it's more than my Bible, but it is my Bible. And I'm, I'm referring to the word when I say this. This word yeah. is a faithful picture yes. of the new creation. Yes. It is a perfect image of who you are.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. So knowing yourself in Christ is knowing yourself according to who he says you are. And you can know yourself in ways that you don't even realize that you're limiting yourself in because your mind has not gotten renewed to the in Christ realities. Like righteousness, for example. That revelation can dawn on you or it can kind of be kind of a mental ascent kind of thing. And you can be bound by condemnation or your past failures. But there's a, there's a washing of the water of the Word that can happen to where all that old image of yourself according to the flesh because of past failures, you don't know yourself in that way anymore. You just see yourself according to the faithful portraits you're seeing in the Scriptures. You're like, wow, look at me. Paul got to, to know himself after the Spirit so much that he didn't even want to be known as Paul. He said in Philippians 3, he said, I knew a man in Christ. He liked the man he saw in Christ so much better. He said, just forget Paul. Just forget. Paul, I'm a man in Christ. I'm a man in Christ. Man, he looked at that man. That's, a, that's quite a man right there. <laughs> Raised up, seated far above. Well, the devil, I'm sure, talked to him and said, no, you're, 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 a, you're, you're a bad dude. Bad mama or do whatever you say. Because you killed Christians. You're a murderer. You're a you're a you're a this. You're a that. You're... Paul said, "I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. I'm washed. I'm a new creation." The man that did all that died. He said, "I forget the things that are behind. I forget them." How can you do that? That's people say. I'm struggling to get free from my past. You got to have a revelation of the in Christ reality. In Christ. Jesus identified with all that sin. He came down here and became one with all your sin and took that upon Himself so you could become one with Him and become all that He is. Oh, you got to go to a verse. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, 22. I was, we're going to get to faith. Yeah. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15, 22. This verse is so powerful. 1 Corinthians 15, As in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. There's an in Christ verse. Here's the words I want you to see. Either underline them, highlight them or something. In Adam all. And then in Christ all. Yes. The word shall's in there, but underline in Christ all. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 The, in, the in Christ report, remember, whose report will you believe? Yes. The in Christ report that was found in the gospel. Yes. Paul found this, this truth in the gospel. Yes. It deals with substitution. In other words, Jesus stood in as our substitute. Yes. In Him all. Yes. In Him all. Yes. Wow. Amen. I said, wow. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Write this down. The love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. One for all. Yes. That's what happened on the cross was substitutionary. And God identifies us as having been the ones that died. One died for all. God sees all of us. He sees the the old man as having been crucified with Christ. In Christ all. That's how God sees you. That's how God identifies you. Don't go to him talking to him about your old man. <clears throat> Don't go to him talking about your, who you are in the flesh. Go, you're going to struggle in your fellowship with him. Amen. I love an illustration Pastor Ike gave one time. He said, if you're sitting out in the traffic jam on interstate, well, we'll use 470 here. But he said, you're sitting in a traffic jam and somebody calls you. He said, you don't he said, you don't answer and say hello, Interstate four right. yeah. uh, seventy. Uh, yeah. In other words, your identity is not based on your circumstances. Right.
1: Oh, Amen.
0: Amen. Your identity doesn't change because your circumstances are bad. So I'm 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 I got a different no, d you're, you're the same person you always were. Woo, amen. Praise God. Just stay with how God sees you. Not, don't change your inner image of yourself because of your circumstances. Well, I'm broke, or I'm, I'm, I'm sick, or I'm bound, or I'm depressed, or I'm... No, in Christ. Who are you in Christ? See, that's what God wants us to do. Identify ourselves the way He sees us. In Christ all. Didn't, isn't that good? Say it out loud, in Christ all. In Christ all. So, um, God, see yourself the way God sees you. Yeah. And that is the pro- process of the washing of the water of the Word. That's the process of getting the knowledge of God. The Bible calls this the knowledge of God. Yeah. Paul said, I, some have not, the, he said, uh, awake to righteousness and sin not. Some have not the knowledge of God. Yeah. That's exactly the reverse of the way most things are preached in the day we live in. He said, awake to righteousness and sin not. People say, stop sinning and be righteous. That's reverse of what that verse says. He said, because they reverse it, they don't have the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is you, you act different because you are different. The knowledge of man, religion says you are different because you act different. You paying attention to what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, if you're if you're all right about you live right and everything, then you're righteous. God says, if you knew who you were, yeah. you would live right. That's so good. It's, yeah. so good. it's just reversed. I don't know if you're getting that. In other words, let's use a natural illustration about a pig. A pig is not, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't get in the mud and get all dirty because uh, uh, he's a pig. I mean. What I'm trying to say is he's not a pig because he gets in the mud and gets right, all dirty. Right, right. Yes, he gets right. all dirty and, and so forth yeah. in the mud because he's a pig is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yeah. In other words, it's his nature yeah. that makes him do, do yes. what he does. Yes. His nature needs to be changed. Yes. And then he wouldn't do what he yes. does. Exactly. That's so good. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. And that's what God did for us in Christ. Yes. Come we come to him and we are, the old man is crucified yes. and the new man yes. created in righteousness and yes. true holiness. Yeah is born, and, 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 and that man is to dominate us then. Praise the Lord. But, you know, you've got to, uh, whatever God says about you is the image you're to hold up to yourself. That's the image you're to hold to. That's the right one. If God says something about you and I, and we say something different, somebody's wrong. We've got to decide who's wrong. You think God sees things wrong? Well, God, you just don't see it the way I see it. No. He's, you're trying to bring him down yeah. Yeah. to your level. He yeah. says in Isaiah 55, yeah. you take my thoughts. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My thoughts are higher than your yeah. thoughts. My yeah. ways are higher. Yeah. He, he invites you up. Yeah. Don't you keep bringing yeah. him down. Right. Yeah. You just don't see it the way. No. But Jesus is saying, no, you need to see it the way I see it. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, know yourself the way He sees you. Keep looking at the image that's of you in the Word of God and reinforcing it and keep acting like it's so. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are things that are true about you that your sense knowledge and your past experience or your circumstances won't tell you. (laughs) That's true.
1: It's true.
0: It's called the new creation. Amen. Now, Satan, will, he will uh, try hard to use past things, circumstances, whatever, in this life, um, you know, just, just your experiences down here where there's the curse, not, not in your life, but I'm talking about around you in the, on the earth, to get you to accept an identity that is not according to the way God sees you. Don't fall for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Fight those images with the truth. I didn't say fight the devil. I said fight those wrong images of yourself. (laughs) Listen, this is the answer for all man's insecurities, all man's inferiority complexes, all uh, all insecurities. You know, there's so many things men, humans deal with. This is the answer to all that. I told you I used to feel bad if somebody didn't like me. And later when I found out who I was in Christ, I felt bad for them, not me. Now, that sounds cocky to some people. It sounds arrogant. But, see, I didn't put myself where I am. I didn't make myself who I am. I couldn't do it. But he did it for me. And I accepted it. I accepted it. I like that man better than the old J. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, the devil will work hard in these areas. But the thing about God is he's always given you a lot of help in, in whatever he asks you to do. And uh, he has a plan to help us in this. It's called the local church. Yes. Where we go and regularly, what the local church really ought to be. Let me, let me back up and say this. Every time uh, a company manufactures a new product or something, they'll have a revealing ceremony. You know, a new line of cars, a new computer, new iPhone, whatever. They'll have a revealing ceremony. And they're they're the the manufacturer. They created it and they know all about it. And they're going to bring it out and tell everybody all about it. Well, uh, that's what God has set up during church services. It's the revealing ceremony where you go and you have revealed to you who you are in Christ. He's the manufacturer of the new creation. (laughs) He knows all about it better than you know about it. He knows all about it. He knows what that new man can do. He knows who that new man is. He knows where that new man is seated. He knows the nature of that new man. He knows everything about that new man. He created it. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. The Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. People say the devil's their greatest problem, but really it's the wrong image. That wrong knowledge, listen to that word, wrong knowledge, that wrong image, that wrong knowledge has put into people. There is wrong knowledge in the earth. There are lies in the earth. There is deception in the earth. And the, the, the deceiver is out always trying to deceive you about who you are. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, the only way you can counteract that is getting the knowledge of the truth. You don't have to fight the devil, war in the heavenlies, you know, <laughs> battling demons. No, it's just the wrong knowledge. And so get the right knowledge. The right knowledge will fix and cure the wrong, the wrong image. Amen. Amen. And so circumstances are going to offer you an identity, but learn to talk heaven's language. That's found in heaven's report, by the way. Talk heaven's language and form God's identity in your spirit by talking heaven's language. That's that's why what we preach is grace and faith. Because grace did all these things, but you must mix faith with it in order to take that identity to yourself. If you're an unbeliever, not here, but I'm saying if a person is an unbeliever, they pretty much have to make life happen. You know what I'm talking about? But for the believer, they don't have to make life happen. They accept what has already been done for them in Christ and mix their faith with it. It's not a struggle. Other than just not taking the wrong thoughts and wrong images. That's not a struggle either. It's just learning to cast things down. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a struggle. It's just simply entering in by faith, accepting what He said and entering into it by faith. Amen. Because without faith, no, no man will experience any of the things that God has for him. Amen. Amen. So Amen. don't take thoughts from your natural man. Right. Remember, right. remember Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31, take no thoughts saying, what shall we eat? So so the, take no thoughts from natural circumstances. Don't take thoughts from your natural feelings, amen. Don't take thoughts from what the enemies, the thoughts the enemy is offering you, amen. He's trying to, he's trying to give you a, a identity through those thoughts. That's exactly what he's trying to do, amen. He's offering you thoughts, and circumstances are offering you an identity. Don't let those thoughts or your identity, don't, don't take those thoughts or your identity from anyone but God. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one that knows who you really are. No wonder the Bible says cast down imaginations. Yeah. Look at the word imaginations. Every, yes. The word ima- Im- image is in there. Imagine. Yeah. Image. Imagine. Yeah. He said cast down imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, the weapons of your warfare to do that are mightier than all those wrong images that maybe over the years through wrong people or, or people saying the wrong things about you and you accepting their, their, you know, who you are and, you know, maybe you were called names or put, titles were put on you or something like that by people that put said wrong things or whatever. But however that got into you, there's something more powerful than those things. The weapons of our warfare are mightier through God yes. to get those things down. Yes. Bringing into captivity every thought to the yes. obedience of Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, casting down imaginations. Yes. How do you do that? You do it with the knowledge of the truth. Yes. That's one of your mightiest weapons, the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of the truth. That's what church ought to be, getting the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of the truth, the of the truth, the of the truth. that changes all the imaginations and, and so forth. Amen. God's Word has images in it. It's a photograph. It's God's family photo album. You look in the Word, that's your pictures in there. Amen. Amen. It's a faithful portrait, like we said. Hallelujah. So people say, well, we don't look at things seen. We don't, but we look at something. We look at things that are not seen. So there are things um, that you should be looking at in the realm of God, in the realm of truth, in the realm of the Word of God. And if you're beholding the right image, it'll get painted on the inside of you. Amen. The Word of God will talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. It'll jump off the pages at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Words paint pictures. Yeah. Words. Yeah. You can describe something, maybe your vehicle or your house or yes. some, you know, mountain scene that you went on vacation and saw, or yeah. the beach you were at. Or you can describe, and the more words you use, yeah. you can describe it in more detail till finally somebody yes. can get a pretty good image of what yes. that looks like. Isn't that right? And so uh, God's Word has pictures in it. It's a lot like a hologram. You look at it and you don't see it, but you keep looking and eventually you kind of go into it and you see, well, right there's a person's face or something. That's the way the Word of God is. You can look at just look at it in a glance and not see it. Meditation is designed to give God or give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to show you what He's really saying. That's what that's designed to do. And whenever you see it, that's called revelation. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it'll lift you above the realm of natural, yes. circumstantial identity. Yes. And, and bring you into revelation identity. Amen. I'm getting some help myself tonight. Yes. It'll bring you revelation identity, not situational identity. So good. Or circumstantial identity. You'll see yourself according to revelation. And I'll tell you, revelation changes everything. People think their circumstances out here are their problem. No, it's coming out of a a, a wrong image on the inside. Many people have failed in different areas of life, but that's not what defeated them. Maybe somebody went bankrupt, had a business failure or something, but that could only defeat them if they let that image get on the inside of them. If they don't let it on the inside of them... That thing can't defeat them. And there have been people that didn't let that in and they went out and they succeeded in grand style. But there are people that have had situations like bankruptcy, divorce, failures of different areas of life. You know what I'm talking about. And it got inside of them and it crippled them for the rest of their lives. They were bound by that wrong image. They see themselves in a new light, in their own critical light. Of course, the devil, the accuser of the brethren, he'll help them with that. Right? Praise the Lord. So um, the, 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 there's something more powerful than those things that try to bind us. And that's the truth of God's Word. And it'll it'll uh, just take those images and wipe them away and put a brand new image on the inside of you. And listen, what the image you have of yourself determines what you can lay hold of. You need to go to Numbers 13. Let's look at this here before we go. Numbers 13, 33. The children of Israel, this is an example given us in the word not to follow. Yeah. <laughs> Kadesh Barnea is brought up as an illustration over and over and over again. Don't be like this. Don't be like this. Yeah. Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, Romans over and over in Romans. It's just mentioned over and over again. Don't do this. Right. It's, it's an example of unbelief. And it says in Numbers 13:33. 33, that remember they sent the spies in and they came back, ten of them came back with an evil report, two came back with a good report. The ten with the evil report said, Numbers 13:33. There we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which were come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now, mind you, these are the people that never would and never could, because of this right here, uh, go in and possess the land. So what do we see here then? Um, The way you see yourself, because notice what they said, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight, which, by the way, they didn't talk to them in there. Spies don't go in and say, we're getting ready to attack you. How do you see us? (laughs) There, that's an image that the yeah. devil gave them, yeah. right. not an image that anybody spoke yeah. to them about. Later, later, we find out that the, 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 the uh, Canaanites were shaking in their boots, yeah. scared. Yeah. They were not telling them, you're, you're grasshoppers compared to us. They were afraid of them. They had heard that God split the Red Sea. <laughs> and he's a God working on their side, and he's a, a miracle-working God, and he's bringing them in, we're, we're doomed. The Bible says plainly that their defense had departed from them. Anyway, so the way you see yourself determines what you're able to possess. They saw themselves in an image of a slave. You know, that's based on their past bondage in Egypt, um, where Pharaoh... Uh, they just waited on Pharaoh to give them things. Yeah. They really had thinking that they had no power to determine their destiny. Yes. Yeah. That, so, so that was an image that had gotten into them through their past experience. But notice that, that they said, this is how we see ourselves. That image got in them in Egypt, yeah. but they were already out of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. They were out of Egypt, but Egypt had not gotten out of them. Right. So people's circumstances don't really limit them. It's the way they see themselves that limits them. And, of course, the devil will help blind people's minds to that. He'll, blind, he'll tell them lies. Amen? Knowledge can be corrupted. It can be distorted. It can be twisted. It can be inaccurate. I mean, you know that. Have you ever found out later that somebody was telling you something that wasn't true at all? But yeah. when they were telling you, you thought, well, my goodness, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Found out later, it wasn't even true. I've had that happen to me a number of times. (laughs) But the moment you step out of natural knowledge and you you enter into revelation knowledge of the truth with who you really are in Christ, now you are a force to be reckoned with. The devil, his gig is up. Hallelujah. Okay, let's switch to faith here. We've got to wrap this up. Romans 4. We're not going to take a lot more time. Romans 4, 17, I have made, God said to Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. He's telling him who he was in the spirit. He didn't see himself that way. Abraham didn't. His circumstances said he couldn't have children. I mean, even in a young age, Sarah had not been able to conceive, but then she's older now. So she's past the age of childbearing. And he's, God comes on the scene and says, I've made you a Papa. You're a daddy, not just a one. Many nations are going to come out of you, you and Sarah. (laughs) And so he told him something that he was in the spirit. He was a father of many nations. Um, You know, God will come on the scene and say things about you that don't appear to be so. (laughs) He has done it over and over again. He came to Gideon. Gideon's hiding from the enemy. And an angel shows up, hail, you mighty man of valor. Who are you talking to? He says things about you that don't appear to be so. <laughs> That's what he did to Abraham. Yeah, you got to know it. Well, what does what's Abraham's got a choice to make now? Am I going to renew my mind to this? Mix faith with this? Accept this as my new identity? By calling myself who God said I am? Or am I going to say, God, uh, you're mistaken. And fuss with God. Argue with God. It's called unbelief. It's called unbelief. Well, Abraham, uh, you know, first they got into unbelief. But then, of course, he he got into faith. And he actually became exactly who God said he was. That's what it says down there in Romans. We read verse number 17. Look at verse number... uh, which verse is it there where it talks about that he might become? That he might become. Just, just a few verses later there. I'm not seeing it right here. Verse 18, uh, being strong in faith. How does it say there? Start it out for me. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become. That he might become yes. the father of many nations. So what did he have to do to become who God said he was? He believed, and if you read it closely in verse 17, He called things that be not as though they were. He agreed with God. He said what God said. Believed what God said. Amen. Stop struggling with what God said. Amen. Therefore, He became who God said. God changed His name and got Him saying something different. This new name means a father of a multitude. God did that all through the Bible to get people to see themselves right. He changed uh, Peter's name, changed Abraham's name, Sarah's name. He's trying to get them to take a new identity. Blind Bartimaeus had to throw away the garment that said blind man in order to get healed. He's, he's, not, just throwing a, uh, he's not just throwing that away. He's throwing his old identity away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your whole family might not see you in Christ. But that doesn't mean you don't have to see yourself in Christ. Praise the Lord. John the Baptist found himself in the Word. Amen. Uh, Jesus found himself in the Word. Jesus revealed himself to Peter, and Peter found out who Jesus was. Jesus said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed it unto thee, but my Father in heaven. Then he said, and thou art Peter. So when Jesus... When, when Peter got a revelation of Jesus, Peter got... Jesus gave him a revelation of who he was. Yes. Yes. That's when yes. he changed his name. Yes. When he got a revelation yes. of who Jesus yes. was, yes. he said, Thou art the yes. Christ, the yes. Son of the living God. And he yes. said, Your flesh and blood hasn't revealed it. And then he said, And you're not Peter. You're not Simon anymore. You're Peter. Yes. That meant rock. Yes. Peter had been an unstable, yes. Yes. shaking reed. Yes. <laughs> And he got, him, he got a revelation of who Jesus was. And on the heels of that revelation of who Jesus was, he got, Peter got a revelation of who he really was. Same thing's true with you and me because we're in Christ. When you find out who he is, you just found out you, who you are. You found out your position. You found out your nature. You found out your blessings. You found out, you found out exactly who you are. Because you're one with him. You're, you're, you're in union with him. Praise the Lord. But God wants us to mix faith with that. You understand what we're talking about? And so uh, He wants us to identify ourselves. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, in Romans 1.16, it says, The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. But in Romans 10.8, it says that we must... Uh, that he, Paul preached the word of faith. Amen. So... so Just like Abraham had to mix faith with who God said he was, you and I have to mix faith with who God said we are. And uh, faith is what you use to become who God said he made you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the power that makes your experiences in life line up with what God said. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So... Grace has done so much for us. Um, But grace needs a dancing partner. It needs somebody to dance with. It it, it can't dance on its own. Amen? And so faith is a dance with grace. That's what it is. It's a dance with grace. Are you getting it? Yes. It becomes, a, life becomes a beautiful thing when His grace and your faith learn to dance That's so good. without stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So your faith is dancing to grace's music. Yeah. That's so good. The beautiful sound of the gospel. Yes. Yes. Remember if he, uh, uh, Psalm 89:15. blessed are those that know the joyful sound. If you read the context of that, that's that year of Jubilee trumpet that said you're free from all your past, you're free from your debts, every every debt is canceled, and Jesus said He came to preach that. He came to preach uh, the canceling of our sin, the canceling of the curse, and so that we might have the blessing. What a beautiful sound. I started hearing the message of righteousness, and I thought, can it be, can it be? Can it be? Yes. Kept sitting in righteousness class in Rhema, yes. and I thought, it be?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> there it is all over the world. I didn't see this in the yeah. word. Yeah. It's true. Yes. It's true. Yes. It's true. Yeah. I, but I, I could hardly say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they say, you need, to, you need to acknowledge who you are in Christ. And I, I'm the righteousness of God and glory. Uh-huh. Whew, that sounds sacrilege, like sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah. I had a hard time saying it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Whew, man. God, are you going to get mad at me saying this? You know what I'm talking about? See, I wasn't learning to dance right with grace. I mean, I was learning, but I'm not very good at dancing with grace. And I started saying it, boy, my spirit liked it. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I see myself as he sees me. My, he, he took my sin. He made me the righteousness of God. And, and those things, and, and, and my faith got better at dancing. At, at first, I'm stepping all over Grace's toes, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we weren't making, we weren't, we weren't synchronizing, you know what I'm talking about? So, um, but that sound, the sound of the true gospel, I'd never heard the true gospel. You know, I had heard man's renditions of stuff. But, boy, that sounded real sweet to me. I, I like that sound. Boy, tell me who I am in Christ. Tell me again who I am in Christ. I want to go back to that church again. I got I to gotta hear that again. Boy, that's feeding me. That's edifying me. That's, that's restoring my thinking. It's changing my image. It's, but it's true. I see it. It, it. it wasn't just something somebody came up with. They keep going back to verses, you know. Yeah. And I said, I want to hear that sound. I kept, and, I, and I'd, get, I'd get home and I'd start dancing with that. And me and Grace are getting better and better at all the time. My, his grace and my faith, we're dancing, we're making beautiful music. Nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. Paul said in Galatians, he said, uh, if, if I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it says, it's something to the effect of... If, if righteousness is by works, then people that try to receive it by works, they frustrate the grace of God. I think some people's unbelief is frustrating the grace of God. Grace is trying to do some things. Grace has already done some things. But he's trying to get people to mix their faith with that and dance with it. Dan- don't, don't work against it, dance with it. And, uh, and, and they keep, he keeps saying, now, now you're forgiven, you're cleansed, you're blessed, you're already healed, you're already prospered, you, uh, your curse was put on Jesus, yeah. uh, you were restored back to fellowship with God, yes. you've been given boldness to come to the throne of grace, all these things. Yeah. And they, they just keep saying unbelief things. Yeah. I don't know why God doesn't hear me. I don't know why God doesn't love me. I don't know why yeah. God won't yeah. do that. Let me yeah. tell you why God won't do that. That's because he already did that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's Amen. your move. Grace goes, da da, and you go, ah. I don't think that's all. So. It's frustrating grace. Amen. The good report from heaven comes, and they say, I, that just can't be true. Hallelujah. The gospel gives a man the knowledge of what God has done for him, but faith is the acknowledgement of that. And the agreement with that and flowing with that. Go to Hebrews and we'll wrap this up. Hebrews chapter number 3. A couple of verses. It says in 3, 10 through 12, he tells us that faith is God's way of doing things. Look at Hebrews 10 through tw- uh, 3, 10 through 12. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Praise God. This is Israel's unbelief at Kadesh Barnea. They yeah. grieved. He, God said He was grieved with that generation. Yeah. This is yeah. Hebrews 3.10. Yeah. They do always err in their heart. Look at this. And they have not known My ways. Yeah. Yeah. Now, He's talking about His way of doing things, which is faith. Yeah. They they didn't they weren't working with Him in faith. So I swear in My wrath they shall not enter into My rest. Look at this. Take heed therefore, brethren, lest it be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. So that unbelief was was not flowing with His way of doing things. Yeah. You can see that? Okay, go to the fourth. Well, go to, go to verse number 19. We see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And then go to the fourth chapter, the uh, first and second verses. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us, us was the gospel preached. The good news of deliverance from bondage, the Amplified says, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in yeah. them that heard it. Right. Not being mi- it didn't profit them not being mixed with faith. Right. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. So what God did for you in Christ is, is grace. Yeah. Yeah. The preaching of the gospel is the report of that. Yeah. Amen. It's not a report of what you see in the natural, but it's it's heaven's report of how He sees what what He did for you. And so it's a report of what God sees. How many of you know He was there? He saw it. He saw the work of redemption. He's just reporting what He saw. And so um, what grace did for you can completely escape your experience, though, without mixing faith with it, because He said, these people... God had already given them the land. You read Deuteronomy chapter number 1. He said, twice there, I've given you. You go possess yes. it. Yes. That had already been given, but they had to possess what was given. Yeah. 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 That's faith. That's faith. faith is what possesses what is given. Yes. So, um, hallelujah. They did not mix faith with it. So what God had done completely escaped their experience. He said there, notice how that word, is. Uh, the gospel is preached unto us as well and them. The word preached does not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard. It. That, that's where the real profit is. What grace has done is entered into, and, and you, you profit from it by mixing your faith with it. Well, how do you mix faith with your tongue? Right Here's your mixing stick right here. You begin to say what God says. Hallelujah. And then because they would not, they did not go in or they would not because they would not they could not go in the same is true today some people say well I don't know why God won't do this won't do that it, they can't get into it because they won't agree with what he said does that make any sense yes, sir. and so faith is God's way of bringing into manifestation everything that grace has provided yeah. amen. Amen. amen we're not saying that God's power is not involved yeah. but Jesus over and over again said to people your faith has made you whole Jesus did that, Jesus did this, yeah, but there was a lot of people sitting there that didn't get what Jesus did. When he says your faith made you whole, he's just simply saying why it didn't work for other people. Amen. Well, that's why we preach faith. That's why faith is such an important message. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of the Word tonight? So Romans 4.17, he calls things that be not as though they are. That's what got Israel in trouble. They didn't say what God said. They said, we can't. There's giants. We're too small. We're like grasshoppers. And that was called an evil report. And so um, you can't get Abraham's blessings with Israel's unbelief. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We've got to enter into uh, what, what He said by faith. One translation says whenever we say these things, it calls it into existence. Yeah. Calls things that be not as though they are, means it calls it into existence. Yeah. That's, that's... A lot of people don't... They kind of think it's just God... Sover- the sovereignty of God doing these things. Uh-huh. But that's yeah. the... That's the assignment on our ministry is to help people understand that that message of just God decides so many things is not a valid New Testament message. That's not a valid New Testament message. God has done what He did for all. In Christ all. In Christ all. Right? He did it for all. Why aren't all experiencing it? Well, it's just all up to God's grace. No, 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 no. That means everybody's saved. That's just a repackaging of an old doctrine called sovereignty. Not true. Not true. Not true. And so our lane in the body of Christ is to keep that message preached. Keep that message preached. Keep that message preached. Not fussing with people, loving people. Just bringing, Just keep saying the same, the same truths, the same truths. Because it's so easy to slip back into the thinking, well, God didn't do it. Or, you know, he did it for one, but he doesn't do it for another. Uh, Brother Hagin's message was he he ministered to people by their faith. That doesn't mean there's not gifts of the Spirit. It's just not what we're talking about tonight. (laughs) Amen. That's part of our assignment as well, bringing the move of the Spirit. But we're talking about this area tonight. You don't have to have a a, a gift of the Spirit to receive your healing or receive... See the blessings of God. Hallelujah. And so that's our lane. That's what Spirit of Faith Family Church is all about here in Kansas City, right, right here. Uh, that's, that's, uh, we'll, be, we'll be emphasizing the individual's faith, their role. Now, some people don't like that because that's responsibility. You know what I'm talking about? But to continually resist it is to continue to have problems after problem after problem without anything to stop it. This is the message of victory over that lifestyle. Amen. Hallelujah. People, they don't like the responsibility of it. But listen, uh, what's your alternative? Defeat? Constant defeat? I don't choose that in my life. I choose to say what heaven says. I choose to agree with God. I choose yes. to take the Word of God, put it in my mouth, put it in my yes. heart, let, let it create the image of who He says, sees me to be, and act on it in faith. Praise the Lord. Yes. Stand up with me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know how long I preached. I think it was longer than normal. I'll take it off my time next time. How's that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You just have to wean yourself off of the life of what I see, what, I, what, what my experience has been in the past. You can see something in the Word and say, I have never experienced that. But don't count yourself out because you've never experienced it. Just say, well, I see it's available. My mama hadn't experienced it. Yeah. My grandmama hasn't experienced it. Yeah. Nobody in my family has ever seen anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, for example, divine prosperity and, and, and walking in divine wealth. Yes. Yeah. People don't see it. You've never seen it, but that doesn't mean it's not available. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. We've got to begin to mix faith yes, with sir. it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word tonight. We thank you, Father, for the revelation of it. Thank you for the answers that it brings. Thank you, Father God. It it gives us, really, Father God, it shows us how to be victorious in these areas of life Satan's been beating us up in. We thank you for it. We thank you. We, We embrace it. We take it. We accept the word. We accept what you say. We accept how you see it. We accept our place of faith and our Our uh, union with you and we accept how you say these things come to pass and how they work. We are so grateful, Father, for the truth. It has has brought victory where there was no victory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You got something you want to sing? They're not up here. You got something you want to sing? I thought they were up there. Praise the Lord. You got anything go along with this?
2: It's a little different than, but. Hallelujah, I am who God says I am. I am who God says I am. I can do what he says I can do. Because I am who God says I am. I am who God says. No. New-
0: say that